How many of you have your rubber bands on from Sunday? Somebody uh, emailed me this week and said, my wrist is turning blue. What do I do? I said, switch wrist. (laughs) Right? We're going to deal with them on Sunday morning. We're going to burn your sins tomorrow and deal with uh, the rubber band Sunday morning. Your physical health, there are a few things that are absolutely key to it, correct? Uh, your, Your diet, sleep, Will, tell me if I'm right. Exercise, good things, right? And if you do these three things, your your health, obviously you can still have problems, but those really can't help you have good health. If you neglect one of them, uh, it can create an imbalance. When I was a young man, I ate pretty good and I exercised well. I just didn't sleep much. I didn't like to sleep. I liked to, you know, early to bed. I liked to be late to bed and early to rise. That was the way I was going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. But as I got older, getting five and six hours sleep a night did not exactly help my health. Then I compounded that by not eating well, so I was, I was one out of three, and I've always liked exercising, but I found out when you neglected those other two, it didn't matter what else you did, things seemed to go upside down. And then you're the person you look at in the mirror, it's not you anymore, amen? Are y'all going to laugh with me tonight a little bit? Okay. Maybe you are, but it's not the person I, I'm used to seeing. But, you know, when you, you get th- those three things that are hard to, to get those together, but if you get them, that, that, that is the key to good health. And we're going to look tonight at two things that really are keys to spiritual health. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 1. Now, you ought to know where Joshua is from our Sunday morning sermon series. Joshua chapter 1. And we're going to talk about two things tonight. Honestly, I'm preaching this with fear and, and trepidation because we don't do these things very well as a church. At least one of them we don't, and we, we indicate it every week. Now, we're not talking about tithing. Don't get in panic or anything like that. But we're going to talk about Scripture memory and meditating on Scripture and how these things are huge to your health. Uh, Joshua chapter 1, let's begin with this. A really important part of your knowing and growing your relationship with Jesus is memorizing Scripture. Memorizing Scripture. John chapter 1, verse 8, look what it says. This book of law, the book of law, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, For then you will make your way prosperous, and then, you see the conditions here? Then you will have good success. Now, the book of law here, we talked about this verse a little bit several months ago. But the the law doesn't simply mean the Old Testament law or the do's and the don'ts. The word law here means instruction or doctrine. Joshua had what we would say the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. More, he had those probably in scroll form. Uh, we've got the whole Bible here. So when uh, it's easy, I hope, to understand this is an application towards all of Scripture. And he says, I want you to keep Scripture with you. In verse 1, it says, don't let it depart from your mouth. The, the word depart there, don't let it withdraw from you. Have you ever thought about that? Don't let the Scriptures and the Word of God cease to be in your mind and heart. Don't let it withdraw from you. And the only way, folks, the only way that this can be true is if we memorize Scripture. No question about that at all. Joshua could not have had the scrolls with him 24-7. He couldn't have been reading the Bible all the time. 
he couldn't obviously at night, and night for them began, and as soon as the sun went down, you pretty much were, uh, uh, you, you know, things were shut off. He had to memorize scripture. Now, I know you go, well, I've got a phone, I've got scripture on my phone, I can go to it all the time. Well, you, th- this is taking this a step deeper. People always say, I want to go deep with Jesus. I want to I be deep with Jesus. This is how you get deep with Jesus tonight, folks. It, and it's a lot harder than taking a Bible study. It's a lot harder to do this, but this is the key to going to the next level with Jesus. This is the key to having the Word of God with you at the ball game. This is the key to having the Word of God with you when you're out in the middle of the boat and you don't have cell coverage. This is the key to having the Word of God with you when you're laying in bed at night and you can't sleep and you need to focus your mind in a def- different direction. You memorize Scripture. Let me give you some practical reasons to memorize Scripture. You want to know why to do it? I'm, I'm going to give you six, but there's a thousand. Number one, it'll help keep you away from sin. Now, none of you have a sin problem in here, do you? That's the most response I've gotten this evening, but let me tell you something. You know someone who does, amen? How many of you are married? Does your spouse have a sin problem? Amen. Yes, sir. Psalms 119.11. Psalms 119. We're going to have to use a lot of scripture this evening. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not what? That I might win an argument with a person in Sunday school. No, that I might not sin against you. I, several years ago, I discipled some wonderful guys, and several of them in the room this evening, and they gave me a... Did we get your attention or, no, or what? <laughs> it's okay. I have never had that happen in 30-something years, but that's good. I thought the Lord came back, and I was leaving, but many of you were not. So we need to go ahead and give the invitation right now. I I had a seminary professor. I don't know if you all remember back in 1988, this guy um, put out a book, 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming Back in 88. Do any of you all remember that? And our professor said it was supposed to happen like on a Saturday, and our professor said on Friday, he goes, now, he goes, some of you students are going to be here on Tuesday, and my grader will be here to teach you where the rest of us will be gone. Did you get the humor in that? The grader didn't, but I thought it was pretty funny. Okay, it helps keep you from sin. My, these guys got me an iPad, and they put this verse. I guess y'all did that because you thought I was such a sinner, I guess, that, to remind me of that. But what a, what a great verse. Storing up Scripture in your heart will help keep you from messing up. Charles Swindoll, do you know the name Charles Swindoll, Chuck Swindoll, great writer, great preacher. He tells a story that he was in Europe years ago. I guess he was at a conference and he was preaching. His wife wasn't there. Nobody from the church there was by himself. He was lonely and he went out one evening for a walk and he came back to the hotel. He got on the elevator. As he did, two ladies of the evening got on the um, the elevator with him. Now, if you don't know what a lady of the evening is, I'll give you the biblical answer, Rahab, Rahab, okay? Look that up when you get home, Rahab. And he asked them politely, which floor do you want to go on? That's what you do when you get in the elevator first, right? Which floor? One of the ladies looked at him and said, wherever you're going. (laughs) And he said, he hesitated, He said, the first thing that came to my mind, now this is pretty honest. He goes, the first thing that came to my mind was not my wife, wasn't my kids, 
wasn't even my church. He said, the first thing that came to my mind was a scripture I'd memorized years earlier. Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, he reaps. And he said, he looked back at the lady and said, no, thank you. You may hide a scripture in your heart and review it for years before you have to use it. But it'll keep you from sin. Remember Matthew chapter 4, how Jesus fought the devil? He fought him with Scripture when he was being tempted. Here's the second thing. Scripture gives us direction and helps give us direction for our lives. A verse that I love around here is Psalms 119.105. God, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Remember, they didn't have electricity. So that lamp, that light was, man, it was everything you had at night. And, and, and God's word, knowing God's word... Is, is instructive. It helps us. A verse I had learned years ago was Proverbs 15.1. And I learned, I learned my verses. I've learned them in the King James and the NIV, now the New Living. So if I quote something tonight and it doesn't look right on the screen, the screen's wrong. No, I'm just teasing. But it says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. I had a person, this is 30 years ago, I had a person I had to deal with regularly who was difficult. I wasn't difficult. They were difficult. You follow me? Humbly, I say that. They were difficult. I wasn't. And just anything, almost anything you did, it could turn into an argument. An argument could turn into intent. And I was a Christian, you know, so it wasn't like you wanted to throw them out of the car or anything. And I learned this verse. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try. Isn't Isn't that an interesting thing? You decide to do what the Bible says just to see if it'll work. And I found out when I would respond back in a gentle, kind way... This person behaved better. Isn't that interesting? You know, God knew that, didn't he? A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. It helps give you direction on how to do life. Here's the third thing you need to know. It brings comfort to you. It helps bring comfort to you. Two stories I'm going to share with you uh, about this from my experience. When I was a young pastor church I was pastoring in was having some problems and it looked like there was going to be a showdown in a business meeting and if you don't know anything about that that's not good and I I felt like where I was standing was the right place but listen you could have been standing on the right place in the Titanic and gone down in the waters correct and, you know, I was, I was young, and I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. You know, I'm thinking, God, what have you done to me? And, and I was sitting in my little trailer, and I began to, to tear up. I remember that years ago. And, and a verse I had learned, Psalm 34, 4, it says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all my fears. And as that scripture came back in my mind and heart, it's like God gave me a peace. It's like God said, hey, I'm there with you, buddy. Two years later, my dad died. And my dad, I was 20, 28 at the time, and, and he had been my go-to guy. He had been the guy that had taught me about sports. He had taught me about Jesus. He was not a minister, but he'd been a deacon for 35 years. And everybody knows deacons know a lot more about church than preachers. Amen? And, and so he, he was my go-to guy. So now I'm looking at him in the coffin. And I'm, I'm thinking... Who do I go to now? I learned Hebrews 13, 5, several years earlier. Now, this, I'm almost going to quote you the last part of it. But I promise you, the Holy Spirit whispered this in my ear. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And it was like God said, your dad's gone, but I'm not going anywhere. 
You see, when you learn scriptures, you may never know the time that you may need it for comfort and strength, but God will bring it up to you. And it's amazing. God could reveal the whole scripture by memory to your heart. You could spit out the whole Bible tomorrow, but you know what? I've never heard of that happening. God uses the work we've done. You you memorize to help bring comfort to you. Here's a a fourth thing. It can help redirect your mind. Listen, the mind is the most powerful thing we have. Do you know that? The the Bible says your your mind, your heart, your will directs your life. Proverbs 4.23. It says, and I learned it again in another translation, above all else, keep your heart for it is the wellspring. It is the source of your life. It reminds you, it gives you direction, but also to redirect your mind. Your mind's powerful. Here's the fifth thing that you really need to get a hold of. It will help your prayer life hugely. Why do so many people not pray well? One, we don't do it. Number two, we don't do it from a biblical basis. We we don't pray, and I'm not talking about just praying Scripture back to God. That's not necessarily a bad thing. But you need biblical parameters in God as you pray. I want to give you, two of them are going to be on the screens, but write this down first. Matthew 6, 14, and 15. Good prayer verses. They don't say name it and claim it. Here's what it says. For if you forgive others, God will forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their sins, God's not going to forgive you. It reminds me when I pray, I can't approach the throne of God with a bitter heart and expect to get God's hand. Psalm 66, 18, you ought to learn this. If I had shared sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. I can't live like a scoundrel and pray like a saint, can I? Right? Well, I mean, I can. It just won't be effective at all, but I can do it. Here's another great prayer verse, Mark eleven twenty four. Man, I tell you, whatever you, when you pray, believe that you have received it and you will have it. You've got to put them all together. You can't piecemeal them. But what that, you know, that, that gives me boldness to know that when I come to God and I will pray and believe that God hears and God acts. Isn't that wonderful? You see, Scripture will build up your faith and hence build up in God and direct your prayer life. No question about that at all. Here's a, here's a, a, a sixth thing. It will help you help others. Poor Joshua. Here's part of his leadership manual. This book of law should not depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what is according to what's written. Then and then only you're going to prosper. And then you will have good success. I'm all for reading leadership books. But the greatest leadership book there is is the Bible. God wanted Joshua to major in the Bible, to know the Bible, to know it inside and out, to help him lead people. You can help people so much better if you know Scripture, not about Scripture, but you know Scripture. I don't think this is a true story, but there was a man who thought his wife was having a heart attack, didn't know if she was or not. He calls the old operator back before 911 says, please get an ambulance to my house. Where do you live? We live on Eucalyptic Street. What street? Eucalyptic Street. The operator pauses and said, spell it. The man says, E-U, never mind, I'll drag her over to Oak Street and you can pick her up there. (laughs) Knowing the right things enables you to help people better, doesn't it? Cindy and I had a friend in Texas. She's in heaven now. Her name was Martha. And she was a hairdresser. And she told me that she liked to share Jesus with people when she had sharp instruments around their head because they, sit, they would sit still and listen. That's a pretty good strategy, isn't it? And Martha said, but the only way I can share Scripture well is to, 
Isn't this funny? To know Scripture. To know Scripture. How much Scripture do you know about salvation? You need to know a whole lot about it. You, you really do. Hey, here's a great verse, 1 John 5, 13. 1 John 5, 13 says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may hope that you have eternal life, so that you may wish that you have eternal life. It says that you may know. Do you know how many people I have sat across from who tell me, you can't know, I don't know, you can't know. And you know what I do? I go, uh, <clears throat> Bible says you can. And it's not good enough to say it's in there somewhere. I think this is what the Bible says. This is my opinion on the, what the Bible says. But when you say, hey, 1 John five thirteen says, these things I've written unto you who believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Knowing Scripture enables you and me to help people better, to witness, to comfort, to guide, correct. How many times have you and I had someone come to us and they're, want, they're, they're a professing Christian and they're wanting to do something sinful and wrong? You know what? You don't have to get mad or be mean. You never should do that. Well, you just get biblical. <laughs> and when you can point them to the Scripture and hold them to that, you, they can do what they want. But listen, when you know what the Scripture says and you do what you want, you have dove off into the pool without water in it. Okay? It'll help you help other people. Now, here's the second thing. How do we memorize Scripture well? I'm going to give you just a few practical tips. Because we struggle. Listen, we gotta, this, is a, this is a church with a lot of highly intelligent, highly educated people. But unless it's John 3, 16, we struggle. Don't we? So let me give you a few practical tips. Learn one or two verses a month. When I was a young Christian, I was in a program. We learned a verse a day for 40 days. When you're 18 or 20, you can do it. When you hit 25, your brain starts declining, doesn't it? One or two a day. One or two a month. Listen, one or two a month. Think if you just learn one verse a month. That's what we try to do around here. That's 12 in a year. You keep up with them, 10 years from now, you know 120 scriptures. Just don't, you don't have to memorize the whole book of Philippians. Learn one or two a month is a great way. Learn section by section of a verse. You go, well, I just can't learn scripture. That's not true. Everybody in here can. Philippians 4.13 is a great verse, isn't it? I can do some things through grandma who gives me strength from her inspiration from the, the history books. No, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How do you learn that verse? Learn it phrase by phrase. I can. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. Am I making sense? Now, a verse like that's easy. But you go, well, I'm overwhelmed with a long verse. Just learn sections of it. Learn parts of it, section by section. Here's the third thing. We often miss this. Learn the reference. I cannot tell you how many times, especially as a young Christian or a young preacher, I knew a scripture, and I could quote it fairly well to somebody, but I couldn't remember where it was, and I've had people tell me, you don't know what you're talking about. That's not in the Bible. Because I could not pinpoint where it was. The devil got a victory there. Isn't that silly? But it's true. A good way to do this is quote the, the, the reference before and after the verse. Philippians 4, 13. What does it say? I, say it with me. I can... Philippians. Here's the fourth thing. Share the verse. Share it with your husband. Share it with your wife. Share it with your friends. Share the, share the scripture. And here's the fifth thing. Boy, this is important. Have a, a good storage system. A storage, however you want to phrase that. Maybe it's on your computer, which is great today. I still am old school. I use a flash card. 
when I was a young Christian, I learned a lot of scriptures. I didn't keep up with them, and I forgot them. Isn't that a shame? I mean, that, that's silly. So what I would encourage you to do tonight, do it on your computer or do it on a 5 by 7 index card. Write Philippians 4.13 or whatever it is, the verse, on one side. On the back side, write the verse. And keep up with that verse until Jesus takes you home. Have your little filing cabinet. You, you, you keep up with them. You review them. You go over them once or twice a month. Boy, you're blessing yourself. You're bit, but here's the great thing. Ten years from now, you're going to remember that verse you learned in March of 2017. So it's just very practical. Continue to review them and go over them. A man named Dr. Lewis Evans, listen to this. He was a pastor of Hollywood Presbyterian Church years ago. He memorized, he memorized the whole Old Testament and the whole New Testament. Is that not phenomenal? I will never be able to do that. But everybody in here can learn a verse a month. And you learn one a month. You learn two for the next month. And, you know, five years from now, you've got 60 scriptures stored away in your mind and heart. Keep, have a good system and, and learn them. Now, here's the third thing. We talked about memorizing Scripture, and he says meditate on Scripture. Meditate on Scripture. Joshua 1.8, again, the book of law shall not depart. It shall not withdraw or cease to be from your mouth. But you, sh- you shall meditate on it day and night. Now, folks, I submit to you the only way you can really meditate is either by studying it and looking at it or memorizing it. And probably the best way to meditate is by memorizing. You're taking notes. The word meditate means to ponder something. How many of you worriers in this room? Do you know worrying's pondering, isn't it? Isn't that what it is? It's just pondering in a bad way. And, and God says to, to meditate or ponder in a good way. Now, I've used, I shared this before, and I'm going to share it again. It's, it's crude. The men like it and the women don't. But the best picture of meditation is the cow chewing its cud. How many of you are cultured enough to know what that is? The cow has the ability that I wish that we had because you'd save calories. You, the, cow, the cow chews that grass, and he swallows it. Then a couple hours later, the cow's watching ESPN or Trinity Broadcasting or whatever they watch in the pasture at night. And instead of having to go back, get up, get some more grass, he just brings it up from that special compartment in his stomach, chews on it again, and then swallows it later. Isn't that gross? But see, here's meditation. Meditation is you, you take the Word of God and you chew on it. You swallow it. You digest it. And then you bring it back up and you chew on it again. And that's, that's what meditation is. It, it's getting it from your head. you got to get it in your head down into your heart. Someone described meditation as a soaking rain. You know, you can have a hard blowing rain. And it can even rain for a little while. And you go out and it hardly looks like your yard's wet. You know what I'm talking about? And then you can have a rain that's not near as intimidating. And, but it's just a slow, steady Pour that'll soak into the ground. Meditation is letting the Word of God soak into your head and your heart. Now, let me tell you something wonderful. These two things will have great results. They absolutely will have great results. When you decide, and, and this is a choice, 
And like I said, if you want to go deep with God, this is the route. When you decide to start memorizing Scripture, you can use the one we use every month. Uh, You can use anyone you want to. That's between you and God. Maybe there's a special need in your life and you need for the next five months to uh, memorize Scripture on worry or salvation, whatever it is. But you memorize and meditate. Here's the first thing. It leads you to knowing and growing with Jesus Christ. It's going to lead to you knowing Christ and growing in your relationship with Christ. There was a little girl in her second grade class. Eva was her name, and she was asked, What is in your mama's Bible? Tell us what's in mama's Bible. And the little girl was too naive and sweet to be dishonest or to know that this was the wrong answer. She said, Grandma's picture, a receipt from Sears, and Daddy's lottery ticket are what's in mama's Bible. You know what's in your Bible? Is it in your heart? When you memorize and meditate on Scripture, it gets into you. Here's the second thing. This is, leads to obedience. It's, it's a key avenue to obedience. You can memorize a lot of Scripture and be lost. I mean, Satan knows a lot of Scripture. But when you memorize Scripture and you meditate on it, it sure does help you in the obedience area. In verse 8, he says, you meditate on it day and night so that so you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Eastern meditation, uh, the, the concept of Eastern med- meditation is more you meditate to meditate. Now, there's nothing wrong with, I, I guess, meditating or humming, you know, however you do it to release stress or whatever. But Christian meditation is to meditate to lead you to obey the Word of God. It's, it's, the, it's funny, God didn't tell Joshua, Joshua, I want you to meditate and memorize Scripture so you can win an argument with the priest. He said, I want you to memorize and meditate on Scripture so you will do what it says. It leads to obedience. And here's the last thing. It, it leads to success and a blessed life. Man, it, this is where blessings and success come from. The last part of this verse, he's talked about meditating He's talking about, I believe, memorizing. He's talking about obedience. He says, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. The word prosper there literally means to prosper. Success is great. It means to act skillfully and to act intelligently. God says to to Joshua and to you and me, build your life on the Bible. Memorize it. Meditate on it. Let it soak into your life. Live it out. Then you will live intelligently and skillfully. One old Bible scholar said, if you want to act skillfully, just act out the Bible. Live it out. Simple but hard. When the Word of God gets in you and it directs your steps, you're going to live in a wise and effective way. And Folks, all this is about life and eternity, isn't it? Another little boy, he was a little bit older, And someone knew his grandmother and said, son, your grandmother reads the Bible all the time. Why does she read the Bible all the time? He said, well, she's old and she's near death, and I think she's cramming for her final exam. (laughs) You know what? You need to be cramming, don't you? And, And the thing is, is we have an exam tonight and tomorrow and the next day, and as soon as you let your guard down, something's going to happen. The memorizing and and meditating on Scripture prepares you to do life well. Several years ago in Dallas, the Maharish 
Mohish Yoga. We'll just call him Double M Yoga for our purposes. Yeah, I'm not making this up. He put a big ad in the Dallas paper. And he offered the city of Dallas a meditation plan that would end violence in the city. I'm not making any of this up. He said for one year, the bargain price was $91,700,000. And he would do it for the city. In fact, the, the, the MM Yoga was so generous, he said, I'll give you two months at $15,200,000, kind of a discount experiential rate. You know, I've looked at the crime rates in Dallas recently, and I think that they turned the yoga down. That's silly, isn't it? But I can tell you this, the sin rate in your life will go down if the Word of God gets poured into you more. The joy level will go up. The effectiveness level will go up. Guys, man, I I really want us to buy into this. makes me so sad that we seem to struggle with this so much. You're a Christian tonight. I want to ask you, where you're standing at the altar, make a commitment to start memorizing the Word of God and to meditate on it, let it shape you. Maybe you'd like to join the church tonight. We would love for you to do that. The scriptures say you need a church home. Come and join us tonight. You can join after church. You can join right now. Maybe you're here tonight and you're not a Christian. Listen, here's a great scripture. Romans 10, 13 says, For a few people who call on the name of the Lord might be saved. That's comforting, isn't it? It's not what it says. It says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Word of God says tonight, you're here and you're not a believer. You can come this evening and you can be saved. Let's do that. Let's stand. Wayne's going to lead us in a hymn of invitation. Let's respond now as God leads.